0: This morning, as we celebrate Jesus Christ and what he means to us, our text will be found in Isaiah chapter 9. We'll just be looking at verse 6. For those of you that were at our candlelight service on Friday, this is kind of part 2 to that. As we are still in Isaiah 9, we're just in verse 6 instead of verse 2. Isaiah was a prophet known for his prophecies about the coming Messiah, and that is what we'll be reading about this morning, If you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to, uh, to turn there and follow along. There's a Bible on the back of the pew in front of you, but if you'd prefer, the words will be on the screens beside me. We read the word of the Lord this morning. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. (laughs) Thus ends the reading. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all that we celebrate today. We thank you for Christ. We thank you for your word. And I pray that you would speak through your word this morning, that you would perform the miracle that feeds our souls. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, it happened again. Christmas has come, and we all opened a few presents, and a bunch of sinners got stuff we didn't deserve. It's one of the things that I I love about this season. In in some small way, we all, everyone who has been given and opened a gift, we have all received a small measure of grace. And we might sit there and argue, no way, man, like, "I, I was good this year. I deserved those gifts. I deserved those new earrings or that skateboard or that video game or that coffee maker or that drink fridge or that sweater that grandma gave me and she hasn't seen me in a while and I hope it fits. I totally earned that jersey from my favorite team or that new set of pots and pans or those shoes I've been eyeing for a while. Man, I was good this year. I deserve this. I'm going to treat myself. Well, for one if you deserved it or earned it, it wouldn't it would be a wage, right? A gift, by definition, is something that is given willingly to another without payment. So you literally can't earn a gift or else it wouldn't be considered a gift anymore. but that's beside the point because the real question is, the real question is, did you did you did you deserve to be given what you received this morning or last night or? Whenever you decided to rip paper and tape and reveal what those who love you chose to bestow upon you, to give you. (laughs) Did you deserve it? Were you good enough? I know that I was not. Too many times I lost my temper, too many times words slipped from my mouth that I'm ashamed even formed in my heart. Too many times I did what I shouldn't have, gave in to temptations that I had fought against and pushed against, but succumbed to just the same. I struggled with idols. I struggled with putting what I wanted to do as more important than what my family wanted to do. And even when I did make the sacrifices that I should have for those that I loved, I was pretty good at complaining about it, loudly, so that everyone knew how happy I was. To be doing what I didn't want to do. I was not good enough this year to receive what my family blessed me with. I wasn't good enough this year to receive what you, my church, blessed me with. Were you? As we sit in the recognition that though we tried, though we put forth a mostly somewhat solid effort to be good this year, to do what we're supposed to do, to to follow God's commands, to love and, and to respect our neighbor, though we have pushed for those things, we know that we have not done them perfectly. And so we do not deserve the gifts that were given to us by the people that we have hurt. This past week I was putting my kids to bed in the boys' room upstairs, we have a, a trundle bed, and it slides right underneath the lower bunk. I was making my way up the stairs, and I could hear the springs of that bed being tested. And sure enough, one of my boys was jumping on that pup to his heart's content. Now, they know, they know that jumping on the bed is not allowed. This is not the first time I've had that particular conversation with this particular son. And so I once again made it very clear that jumping on the bed was not this is not something that we're supposed to be doing I, I told him how it was disrespectful to me that he knew what I wanted him to do what my instructions were for him and that he just didn't care didn't respect me as his father or as the authority figure in his life enough to listen to what I wanted him to do and decided to jump on the bed anyway he apologized he asked for forgiveness I hugged him And then I went into the other room and started to change Noah's diaper. So we know it's not Noah who is jumping on the bed. I had barely gotten the diaper and the wipes out. I hadn't even taken off Noah's pants when I heard those springs, that trundle bed, squeaking again. I rushed into the bedroom, and it wasn't the same son. But it was one of my sons, and he was just bouncing, smile, as big as the room, getting as high as he could as he bounced on that bed and his brothers they weren't telling him not to they weren't getting him to stop the ones in the room were looking at him smiling and measuring how high this kid could jump church I about lost my mind I was able to calm myself down enough that I didn't blow his ears out when I called his name but this child had been in the room and witnessed my conversation with his brother he'd been sitting right there And I hadn't left the room for one minute. And he was doing exactly what I had just gotten his brother in trouble for doing. I was hot. I was so hot. Couldn't they be good for five minutes? Couldn't they do what I wanted them to do for even five minutes? I was hoping that they would behave for the rest of the night. I mean, they'd be asleep in pretty short order here. It's bedtime. But I didn't even get a minute before I was blatantly being disobeyed again. And yet, and yet, just as each of us did, each of those boys opened presents during Christmas. Receiving what we, what they, did not deserve. For when we give, it is not the heart of the receiver on display, but the heart of Of the giver. We give to those that we love, even though and often because they do not deserve it. And there is nobody that has modeled this better for us than God, our Heavenly Father, for no one has children who are more undeserving than He does. Our text this morning, these words by the prophet Isaiah, are spoken to a people in exile. A people that that God loves and that he is called to repentance over and over and over again. And they listen for a while, right? And then he goes into the room to change a diaper and they go right back to what they had been doing. Right back to worshiping other gods right back to jumping on the bed. And so now they are in exile and an enemy nation, the Assyrians, a horrible, mean, and nasty nation at that has come and conquered them and brought many of God's people, many of the Israelites to Assyria. They do not deserve good things from God. They do not deserve his favor or his gifts because of their sin and their blatant disobedience. They deserve abandonment. But God does not abandon his people, does he? Though he allows his people to go through a time of suffering, of hurting, he has not forgotten them. His love for them is still strong. And we see that in the promise that he makes in our text this morning. The promise that he makes of a gift. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. Sitting back all these years after this prophecy was made, we know that the gift that was given was a baby in a manger. It was Jesus, the child who was born, God's son given to us. God's son lived with us and walked with us. He loved us and taught us. He told us about himself and he told us about God. He gave us a great picture of what God's desires his relationship to be with his people. And we may have thought that gift enough, right? Like, that's great. This is, this is fantastic. We, we love what he's giving us here. Look at all the wisdom that Jesus has, has given us. Look at all the fantastic teaching and the miracles that he performed and the people he healed and the lives that he changed. And, and those things are awesome. Awesome. But the healing and the blessing and the casting out of demons wasn't the ultimate gift that God had for the world in Jesus. No, the gift that we really needed, the people then and the people who came before and all of us who have come after, the gift that we really needed was the gift that Jesus would give us when he was betrayed and when he was sentenced to death and when he took a cross up a hill upon his shoulders. And when with the nails in his hands and his feet, he also took the sins of the world upon himself. And when he became them on the cross. So that every time that I failed to be worthy of the gifts that I received during this holiday season, that every time you failed to be worthy as well, Jesus took every time we have ever failed upon himself and claimed those failings, becoming them on the cross. And then, for our failings, Jesus died but he did not stay dead. Three days later, he rose from the grave, defeating sin and death. And when we believe in him, when we rest in him, when we trust in the faith that he, that God, has given to us, the Bible tells us that we are saved, that the dirty rags of our sins have been taken from us, and we have been clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And because of Christ's righteousness given to us, we can have relationship with God. Because of Christ's righteousness given to us in faith, we are saved. This is what God has done for us. This is what that baby, the child that was born, the son that was given, this, this is where that leads. This is the promise that Isaiah promised, prophesied, proclaimed all those years ago. And it is still true for us today. I don't know where you're at with your walk with the Lord. I don't know where you are in your relationship with Him, but I know that this is a gift that God has given to you. Christ died for you, whether you believe in Him or not, whether you trust in Him or not. His blood has been given for you and for your sin. Christ has died for your sins, whether you trust in Him or not. That gift has been given. But here's the thing. Though a gift has been given, we don't receive the benefits of that gift until we open it. The boys know where we hide their Christmas presents. And the items they opened this morning have been theirs for weeks. They've just been sitting in the hiding place, waiting to be opened. God's gift of Jesus, the gift of Christ's righteousness, the gift of faith, has been purchased for you already. Will you open it? Will you receive it? And for those that are living in the faith that God has given you, what will you do with it now? Will you hoard it? Will you secret it away? Will you share it? Will you give it to the world? I love Christmas. I love the celebration of giving. Ultimately, because I love celebrating the gift that we have each been given. The gift that we did not deserve. The gift that we are incredibly unworthy of. And the gift that we so desperately need. The gift of the Son. The gift of Christ. And so as we go to our celebrations, I don't know what the rest of the day holds for any of you, but as we go, let us celebrate that gift and let us share that gift that others might take off the ribbons and wrappings of all that God has given to them in Jesus Christ. What a fantastic, loving, gracious, and merciful God. And most generous God we serve. Amen.